Hi guys, welcome back to Diet Talk Podcast. Uh, today I have a very special guest, Paige Valentic. She's a registered dietitian. She's also affiliated with the gym that I work at, Our Team Fitness. She's based out in Pennsylvania, and I'm really excited to kind of get started and get talking to you about diet and all of the fun stuff that comes along with it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so first, I'd like to do a brief background. So I'd like to go over your specific job title as a registered dietitian, what kind of education you've had to go through, and why you mm -hmm. chose nutrition. Sure, yeah. So um, I'll start with why I chose nutrition. I was an athlete for my entire life, and so feeling for sport was always an interest of mine and something that I thought about and worked on all the time. So it just kind of was a no-brainer when I went to college and chose a major to learn more about that because I knew it was going to be part of my life forever, whether I was an athlete or not. And I wanted to help other people, you know, understand how to eat healthy and manage medical conditions because I have a lot of that, specifically diabetes and high cholesterol in my family. So um, just kind of became a passion starting with sport and then seeing how it can affect me and those around me for the rest of my life. And so... It is really important to note, I'm glad you brought this up because anybody can call themselves a nutritionist because anybody can go online, look up information about you know, eating healthy or food and tell somebody else what to do. But the difference between a nutritionist and a registered dietitian is just the amount of education that a person has to go through to get that title. So it's an undergrad degree. It's something called a dietetic internship, which is in the field experience. It's passing an exam to become registered. And then now it's also requiring a master's degree. So it's a lot of education and time that just makes somebody an expert in the field versus, you know, a nutritionist that can just look up that information online but not have all of the educational background to go with it. And I think that's like the biggest thing that you see on social media is you see people posting, oh, like, I'm a certified nutritionist. But that yeah. doesn't mean that they have the proper education, like you said, like a dietitian has yeah. that background. Right. And there's a lot of good quality certifications out there. You know, I would definitely recommend anyone looking for an individualized plan or recommendation or, or just help in general. The registered dietitian is the title that you want to look for to ensure that you're getting somebody that's really a professional and an expert. That's something that blew my mind when I took nutrition last semester. All nutritionists didn't really need that certification. Like That was really crazy information for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wanted to get into some more specifics about nutrition, specifically dieting. Personally, I have tried intermittent fasting for the past three weeks. I've seen it is really popular online, but I know that it hasn't really been working out for me because just my schedule, it's not realistic. Right. Like I'm so hungry in the morning that I need to eat. And if I don't, I find I'm overeating in yeah. the morning. So I wanted to talk to you about fad diets and diet trends and, and your thoughts on how social media impacts those kind of things. And if you yeah. have any thoughts on intermittent fasting as well. Sure. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, intermittent fasting among many other diets, keto. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on are definitely 
very popular topics when it comes to nutrition these days. And you often see the stories, the success stories of somebody that has lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And of course, everybody looks at that and says, oh, that's what I want. Like, of course, I want, you know, this quick fix. But it's so important to note that it doesn't work that way for everybody. And so it's super, super important to find something that works for you. And with that being said, a lot of these diets, unfortunately, are not long-term solutions. Like, yes, I can't deny a lot of them do result in quick weight loss, um, especially if that's, you know, what you're looking for. But fast forward, you know, a couple months, a couple years, whatever the time frame might be, and most times people gain that weight back and more because it's not addressing habit change. It's not addressing lifestyle. It's simply focusing on here's exactly what you should eat at these times. And, you know, just like your, your experience with it, it just doesn't work that way in real life, <laughs> especially not long-term. So it's so important to not get caught up in, in these success stories that are really tempting and maybe take a different route and look for something that is going to be long-term. It might take a little bit longer, but I guarantee you're going to be happier you know, losing weight, even if it's slower and keeping it off versus this yo-yo of lose, gain, lose, gain, because that just gets exhausting. You know what I mean? And I think like that's almost like an ad addictive like cycle to get caught up in. Oh, yeah. Would you say that like there are safe ways to diet or are most diets that you like kind of find are like on the risk side? I mean, diet is such a loose term. A lot of times, especially for somebody that has had that yo-yo experience of gain, lose, gain, lose, diet becomes such a negative term. To answer your question, I mean, is there really a structured diet that works for everybody? No way. There, the approach that I take when I'm working with a client is first starting by just gathering information from them. You know, what are your likes and your dislikes? What's your schedule? You know, what, what do you do now? You know, what have you struggled with in the past? Is it late night eating? Is it, like you said, like being so hungry, next thing you know, you're overeating. I mean, you've got to gather all that information first to be able to create an individualized plan for someone. So yeah, you can call it a diet because some people do like following something structured. Tell me what to eat and when. Th that's fine. But a lot of times the conversation then turns to so much more than that. It's talking about habit change and what's realistic. And, and those are things that are not addressed in a diet that you see online. Right. The hardest part that I have when it comes to diet, it puts a limit on things. And when mm -hmm. there's a limit, I constantly think about why am I fighting this? Yeah. If I have that extra, cook extra cookie, extra snack, was it really going to do in the long term? Right. It, it, there's no way that one small, I guess you could call it a mistake, although I hate using that word, um, is really going to affect your goals and affect you long term. And, and the thing with the limits, too, is people then questions come up. It's like, wait a second, I have this going on in my life. Or I'm really hungry. I don't know what to do. And that usually causes people to fall off the wagon because they're confused and they're frustrated and it's too hard. It's then taking too much effort. So that backfires on them as well. Because I consider the this is what to eat, tell me what to do kind of thing, like a meal plan versus mm -hmm. a diet. Would you mm -hmm. say like they're kind of interchangeable within the nutrition field or not really? Um, yes and no. 
<laughs> it's funny because whenever I, I talk in classes or on podcasts like this, I always, my answer is often it depends. That is just the theme when it comes to nutrition. You know, I mean, yeah, you could call a meal plan a diet and some people like to use that terminology because it's different from what they're eating or more or less restrictive from what they're doing now. So yeah, you can call that a diet. But yeah, I think meal plans, you know, I use that term loosely as well because it really is a suggestion because not every day is the same. It's really just a guidance, you know, a guide of, of what to do and working with a registered dietitian is where it kind of takes you to the next level because you can talk through different scenarios, whether it be schedule and time related or just, you know, something mental, whether it's stress and you want to overeat or, you know, you're not in the mood for whatever's on that plan, on the meal plan for that day. So it, you know, it really does go back to that answer of it depends. <laughs> and similarly with social media, I feel like there's constantly thousands upon thousands of new like meal plans and diets yeah. out there. Do you think that social media has impacted some of the clients that you see in their relationship with food? I do. I think because once again, a lot of times those meal plans are connected to some sort of temptation, you know, quick weight loss, more energy, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, I do think that, you know, it, it relates to not only nutrition when it comes to social media, but many other topics, you know, it's just something that is very tempting and, and is something that that person might want. So it can become a negative very fast. And, and I, I don't mind doing meal plans for people because I know that, I mean, I'm a dietitian. I would love for somebody to tell me what to do every day to meet my goals. <laughs> it's just easier, right? It is. Um, but, but I do always preface that as, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible with these plans. They're more suggestions and guidance more than anything structured that social media likes to make it sound like it is. <laughs> and I also feel like people try to use food as, like, a replacement for working out and sport and physical activity yeah. and sometimes I feel like people don't realize that it's not a replacement it's more of something yeah. to just to do with it you're exactly right they have to go hand in hand no matter what your goals are I really can't think of a goal I'm not talking just weight loss I'm really talking any goal exercise and nutrition have to go together it's not one or the other you know, you might be successful a little bit, but you, you probably aren't going to hit your goal to the best of your ability. And is that kind of why you want to work coincide with a place like our team fitness? You're like a freelance dietitian. I kind of see you that kind of way for the gym because you're not mm -hmm. on site, but we have you in our back pocket to be like, oh, you're struggling with your meal planning and your food resources. Here's Paige. You can set yeah. up a meeting with Paige and she can kind of help you sort that out. How do you incorporate someone who does work out and has physical activity already implemented as a plan to their meal plan? Because they do need a higher calorie intake. And yeah. how does that kind of coincide with dieting or meal prep? Yeah, that's good. Um, I, uh, I think freelance dietitian is probably a good term. <laughs> um, I've worked with our team fitness is the second gym that I've worked with. And I do other counseling on the side, but it is much easier to work hand in hand with a gym and with people that already exercise. Because when I have worked with people that have not, it 
they don't really buy into the value of exercise and it seems like a chore and you know it's just another thing that i'm telling them to do so <laughs> it is really nice to work with somebody that already values the exercise it just makes it a little easier on my um end but but yeah i mean a lot of times people don't realize the importance of eating before and after exercise and and you know most people i work with do have weight loss goals and they think, wait a second, I'm exercising to burn calories and you're telling me that I need to eat before and after and potentially more in a day um, to make up for that. And, and it's very confusing. So it can be a little bit difficult, but if they do trust me and they eat properly before and after, they get so much more out of their workout. They feel really good. Their body composition starts to improve. They're seeing results, you know, and, you know, it's less of the restrictive eating that I think a lot of people think a dietitian is going to tell them to do and more focused on feeling good and getting the most out of their workout. And that can be hard to explain and like I said, buy into, but once a person does, it, they, their results really skyrocket and they feel good while doing it. And I think that's like the main takeaway that I've noticed with my own relationship with food is when I eat well, and by well, I mean just like enough and it's not something quick and easy like fast food yeah. or something and it's something I've yeah. made at home like a an egg or like something sustainable I feel like I feel better throughout the day versus when I eat yeah. something like on the go right and there's plenty of on the go and quick and easy options that are still healthy um, but it does take effort you know it takes thinking ahead it takes grocery shopping maybe some prep um, but it is possible to still keep it convenient. It, it's just, it's not quite as convenient as that McDonald's and <laughs> some of those things, but, but it pays off. That's for sure. Definitely. And you see people like constantly posting like their healthy lunch. I don't know if you've seen on, <laughs> on TikTok, but it's what I eat in a day. And I, yeah. I look at some of those how do you just have a handful of almonds as like your <laughs> snack and feel and feel sated? Like I'm still hungry after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, you're young, you're active, you're a personal trainer. Like you do a lot of these things that your calorie burn is way higher than somebody else. And, you know, just like we've talked throughout this episode, um, you know, that handful of almonds might be enough for somebody. And a lot of times I always like to share this fun fact with people. It takes your stomach 15 minutes to tell your brain that you're full. So a lot of times people will eat that handful and be like, oh, I'm not full, but you just need to give it some time and you might find you're actually a little more comfortable than you think. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell somebody such as yourself to eat a handful of almonds as a snack. <laughs> That's, you know, but there's definitely other people out there that that is an appropriate snack. So once again, it just goes back to getting something individualized versus just something random you see on social media that worked for that one person. That's a hard concept for a lot of kids I think specifically my age yeah. because they're yeah it's all they're seeing and I think social yeah. media is a breeding ground for a comparison if there was one thing you could change on social media in regards to diet and nutrition what would that be I I just wish people would be more honest and what I mean by that is I think social media in the context of nutrition but arguably everything we all post what looks best you know we post our you know i just i have this three-month-old and everyone posts these happy babies you know on their 
monthly mats and I'm like okay my baby the chances of me getting her to smile on this <laughs> is slim to none but you know you look and you see other babies that are so smiley and pretty and you immediately compare it's the exact same with nutrition it's the exact same with exercise you know everybody's posting what looks good and what makes their you know life and their eating look perfect and I just wish that people would post um, those times that next thing you know they're eating a half a bag of chips because they're <laughs> sitting in front of the tv and not, you know what i mean versus yeah. this half a handful of almonds or whatever it might be you know like let's just be real and be honest because for somebody to eat perfectly day in day out is not realistic <laughs> food is so good like that's i think my yeah. the, the hardest part with thing like halloween just ended and i still have a whole bag of reese's at home that i've been oh, yeah. just like slowly picking on and every yeah. time, like, I, I have this, like, little bit of, like, it's, like, guilt that's associated yeah. with food. <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, think to myself, I shouldn't feel guilty. It's just food. It's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly right. I mean, guilt is not something, when I work with a person, something that, you know, I, I want them to feel. Because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to eat poorly. I mean, to eat, you know. 20 Reese's every day should you feel guilty no should you be doing it definitely not <laughs> right <laughs> um you know so it's it is finding a balance there and trying to accept it uh and make it a little bit less negative and a little bit more realistic and learning to just move on when you have too many Reese's we all do it you know and if, and if anybody that's saying they they don't is lying <laughs> and my issue again with social media is people who are out there saying that, Oh, I would never eat that. I'm like, come on, you've had it at least once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. <laughs> and thank you so much for your time. I think that's yeah. the majority of the questions I have for you today. Are there any sure. social media, any projects or things that you were working on that you would like to plug since you have the opportunity? Um, you know, not really, unfortunately. Okay. I'm not one of those dietitians that posts my fancy meals every day, especially not now, like I said, with this three-month-old. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of survival mode at this point, but I, I guess the only thing that I would plug, though, is just strongly encouraging everybody to work with a registered dietitian, with a professional in the nutrition field that's going to take the time to get to know you and give you an individualized plan. Um, that's super, super key. And if you're looking and, and meeting with somebody that's trying to box you into a one fits all, one size fits all diet or plan, I would encourage you to look somewhere else because it's probably not going to work for you long term. <laughs> so that's probably my only plug. But no, I don't, I don't really have anything else going on at this point. Like I said, survival mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck to you and the little three month. Thank you. I would just like to thank Paige Vlentic one more time for taking the time out of her busy day to sit and have that awesome conversation with me. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. For more updates and more, you can follow me on Instagram at Diet Talk Podcast. I'll be looking forward to our next episode coming out next week. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Have a great day.